Welcome to Sports, Wheels, and Reels with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. One show, two guys, three topics, unlimited possibilities. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Engage with us on social media or email us at podcast at mmsubaru.com. And now, welcome your hosts, Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Sports Wheels and Reels episode 11, no, 12, 12 nay, 12. that's John Stockton number. The dozen. Although we, uh, we're less QAnon here on, yeah. on Sports Wheels More and Reels. realistic about the world. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jeff Miller, the, uh, the eternal optimist. I'm Austin Horton, the eternal pessimist, and we'll talk about that coming up in just a minute when we get to sports, the jazz. A bit on the ropes against the Mavs, the Utes, with some great news, if you believe in the hype machine. Uh, In Wheels, I had one of the best experiences of my life earlier this week, Jeff Miller, uh, attached with Subaru of America. We'll talk about that. And then there's a lot of drama in the world of drama in Reels with new movies. We've got some fun stuff in the Reels world. Other stuff coming up. And you see this right here. Why is that sitting there? You're about to find out next on Sports Wheels and Reels. My name is Spencer Kofed, and my Subaru is Extreme Adventure. Outback's really great for my lifestyle. It's got the ground clearance, it has four-wheel drive, it has just enough space for all my gear, but it's not crazy big of a footprint, so you can drive around the city really easily. It's a great car. And I almost never sleep in a tent now when I camp. I I always sleep in the back of the, the Outback. I backcountry ski a lot here in the Wasatch, and I tour a lot, and to get there in a snowstorm, I want something reliable, and the Subaru gets me to the trailhead, and then I can go hike and ski Utah's great powder. If any of my friends were looking to buy a Subaru, I'd, I'd recommend Mark Miller Subaru. They, they have a promised price guarantee. It's just a really transparent experience. You never feel like they're, they're hiding stuff from you. Um, whether it's skiing, skydiving, dirt biking, mountain bikes, surfing, and wakeboarding, My Subaru gets me out on my adventures. Subaru is a brand I trust, and Mark Miller Subaru is the Utah retailer that I love. All right, time for sports, and before we dive in, it's time to pay up, bucko. This hurts so bad. I had a hard time finding this hat, by the way. It's a really dirty, nasty BYU hat. Yeah, it's old. Yeah, I don't don't like it. It it feels really bad. we got to get some screenshots. We have to have this for posterity. Like, the pain of the jazz game last night, now you're maybe more (laughs) of BYU. Like, I can't believe you wouldn't let me delay this for a week just to not... I guess yep. all the pain at once is probably better than spreading it out over time. So I was so good at the, the NCAA brackets. Didn't have a team left after the Sweet 16. But I was much worse. And Jeff... You were in the top 50th percentile. You were like 56th percentile. I was like 23rd percentile or something. I was absolutely horrific. So Jeff Next has time to I'm going to spend a little more time on my brackets. Now, do you have to wear this hat the whole show today or just for the sports segment? I think just for the sports uh, segment. I don't know. I, yeah, we'll have we to... We're going to get a ruling. We're going to get a ruling on yeah. that. Uh, but we we have the same bet on the line each round of the NBA playoffs right now as so well. I might so. be wearing this hat a lot because I think my picks are really bad at <laughs> well, that. Well, I'll change too. the hat, I think. Okay. Well, although you do put this up here every day, every every week, so that's why yeah. I knew this would uh, hurt you more. Hurt. So. It does hurt. All right, let's dive into what else hurts. 
The Utah Jazz. Oh, my gosh. It was tough. I'm a little hoarse from all the yelling last night. So you were at game three? I was at three. game three. I was close. I was very close to their bench. Which the Mavs get, bench, yes, yeah. And which really shows the difference in this series. And you watch that team, and you watch how connected they are and how even the 14 deep, 15 deep on that bench, they never sat down. The entire game, that bench did not sit down. And they were into the game, they were focused, they were a team, and we just weren't. Yeah. And you can't play two quarters of playoff basketball. And you have to play all four quarters, and you have to be there from the get-go, all five of you connected. And, I mean, we talked about this a little earlier, but uh, actually really interesting part of it, too, is before the game, so about 5 o'clock before the game, I had a special, being a jazz partner, they did a town hall meeting for probably 70, 80 of us up in the top fifth floor, up in one of those rooms. Yeah. And it was Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith. No old bar asking whatever question you want. Was Justin Zanuck there? Justin was not there. Hmm. Interesting. So Justin was not there. Hmm. The rest of the guys were, because Barney and all the main guys there were there. But listening to them talking, it, it was a really interesting thing I brought out of it. There's some interesting stuff. They think that Quinn's going to be back next year. There's some different things like that. But one of the interesting one was they asked about what the most important part of a partnership was, or what the most important part of a team was. And Ryan Smith gave a great answer, talking about communication and things like that. And then they went over to Danny Ainge. And Danny Ainge didn't say a lot during this whole thing, but handed it to him, and he said, really, it was just one word. It was trust. Hmm. And it was this idea that you've got to trust the guy next to you. And you watch that Jazz team right now, they just don't trust each other. Nope. There is, there is you watch them on offense, on defense, and you've got Conley or Mitchell, whoever it is, every other player behind them, believes they're going to get beat. Yep. They just believe it. And so they are already moving to back him up before he gets beat, which spreads everything out of order, and that's why they're getting wide-open corner threes, because they're moving before the actually beat happens. And so the players players are like, oh, I've got backup. I can get beat. And then they don't rotate, and then it's all hell-breaking. But you can't give up 133 defensive rating in a playoff game and expect to win anything. I mean, uh, yeah. they, the Jazz did not miss a two-point shot or a free throw in the second half <laughs> and lost. <laughs> like, that's insane. That stat wins championships in the 90s. Oh, without question. But it yeah. only does if you don't give up 70-something points. How many points they give up in the second half? Let me look it up real quick. Well, well they had a 41-point quarter. Didn't, the, didn't Dallas have 41 in one quarter? The Jazz had a 41-point quarter in the third. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So, and this is not an offensive thing, the Jazz offense is Jazz actually offense fine. Jazz offense is great. It, it, it's one twenty-two rating. We'll take that all day long. It's what you just mentioned, and I think there's much deeper things that hap- started happening two and a half plus years ago on this team that is now manifesting in this on the court distrust, uh, and that is on the defensive end, where what you mentioned they know they they don't just believe that Donovan Conley Royce are going to get beat. They know they're going to get beat, so they're sinking in, anticipating that getting beat. But it's interesting because you watch when that team went small. So when the Jazz went small and made their run, when immediate 9-2 run, when they put Pascal in the third, go watch that film and just watch those few plays on defense. We stayed in front of our guys. Yeah. We played hard. We guarded the perimeter. We knew there was no one behind us, so we stepped up. And that's how they have to play with Gobert behind them. Yeah. My what I, was talking, we, what I want for this game, game four, they got to they got to mix it up. They can't do this drop coverage and run it. It's going to be the same thing over and over. 
They need to go five wide with Gobert in the game and switch everything and let Gobert guard on the perimeter. And if he gets beat, he gets beat. But they've got to run it because literally Dallas didn't run an offense in the fourth quarter. They, the entire fourth quarter, the entire offense was just put four guys out to the right and left on the, on the three-point line and have Brunson or Dinwiddie just drive to the hole and just beat them at will. Which should be advantage defense be with a roster like defense. Dallas has. Yeah. Oh, absolutely should. But I don't know. And then, I mean, Brunson was playing kind of hurt. A little bit of a cheap shot by Royce O'Neal. Not a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see Not if we get a... Uh, it was... I was funny we were laughing before the show about... If, if he maybe, were on Dallas and Brunson were on Utah, that's what we would be talking about right now is what a cheap shot, shot that, that was. was. Oh, without question. But... You think that how many Jazz fans do you think are hoping that the NBA actually suspend Royce? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think they really would, wouldn't mind having Eddie House or uh, Daniel House in that first lineup. You're saying the Jazz are sending that video to the yeah. NBA today? So like, yeah, you really should look at that one. <laughs> Quinn Snyder will be forced to play Daniel House. But uh, I mean, you look at the series. I mean, it isn't over. I mean, it feels like it's over. So yeah, talk to us about your positive spin like, on I'm this. I'm a positive spin. I mean, because it two- feels three-one, even though it's two-one. Playoffs are crazy. Okay. In any sport, playoffs are crazy. And it doesn't take a lot to turn that trust, to get some of that trust back. I don't know if you can get it all the way back, but we thought it was there in game one. We thought that they turned that corner. I we did. thought it was yeah. there without question. But it doesn't take a lot. One big run. One. I mean, Jazz come out in game four, play hard from the get-go, blow them out by 20 points. It's a whole new series. You remember a couple years ago when they were in Houston down 3-0, mm-hmm. and they... they Got that game with their backs against the wall. They got that game four win. Yep. Then came home and lost game five. But they played their hearts out. But they were desperate in game four in Houston because they had to win. Are they that? Are they finally? The, and you, you and I were talking about David Locke's appearance on DJ and PK this morning. Yep. And Locke uh, mentioned how Steve Kerr, uh, all these different uh, championship winning coaches, uh, tell him about the scars of the past helping them then win those titles, and the Jazz haven't scarred those wounds yet. They're still... Oozing and pussing, as pussing. you say. <laughs> it was pretty disgusting. But it's, it's a good analogy. It is. Are those, are those wounds Can you finally going to be scarred by enough where they're desperate enough Saturday where they'll play with nothing to lose? And understand that this is the last hurrah. Because well, they, they, they lose game four, they're going to go to Dallas and get smoked. Well, and so that's, uh, my question really is, all this distrust that they have in each other, or that they the the trust they're missing, the ego that I believe is there individually and as a team, coaching staff included, front office with their mistakes, can that all be um, fixed enough to win Saturday, or is this just an inevitability at this point? I th- I think it's possible. Okay. Like I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be a gambling man and bet on that. But so you look at. I mean, just look at the spreads. I'm mean, I'm a. Vegas guy, right? So you look at it. The spread in the game last night was eight and a half for the Jazz. Hmm. And they lost. There's they, a lot of people making some good money on that, Dallas in this series. The spread for game four right now has opened up at four and a half. For Utah? For Utah still. <laughs> so Vegas is still betting on Utah, four and a half. The bet is there's no way Doncic plays. It The only way Doncic plays is if Doncic goes to the front office and says, I'm playing. Right. And I... I don't think that's that their team right now. I think if, they've got a lot more trust on that team that Doncic doesn't do that. Yeah, if, if Luca pulls a Donovan Mitchell and that's says, what, I'm playing, damn you for an office, then yeah, he'll and, play. Uh, 
and I don't want to. We'll, we'll talk about the Jazz in the future and things like that on future episodes sure. when it comes out because it's not over yet. We got a big off season ahead. It's not over yet. As you go through, this is what I miss. I miss Those the love. City jerseys. No, oh. I miss the love that that team had for each other. Yeah. When you had Rubio, you had Favors, you had Ingles, you had Donovan, you had Rudy, and they played together and they played a team. Were they good enough? No. They didn't have the offensive power. They didn't have the shooting. Their defense was a lot better than our defense is now. But I, I wish, and I like Mike Conley. I like Mike Conley a lot. I think he, he could have been a great thing. He still could be a great thing for the Jazz. But I would have loved to see what would have happened keeping Rubio and just bringing in Bogey. So the problem was you had Crowder and Rubio who couldn't shoot, and they got rid of both of them to get Bogdanovich. You're saying keep Rubio, get rid of Crowder, bring in Bogey. Yeah. And obviously I get Crowder was part of the trade for Conley. We're, yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. But I think they could have still brought in Bogey and kept Rubio. And what that would do. What that would have done for just the mental makeup of the team. Yeah. Rubio was a heart and soul of that team. I mean, he, and we met, I had the pleasure of meeting Rubio a couple times, and just an incredible human being. He's a terrific person. I mean, we, we did an event with him at Boys and Girls Club as a dealership. He did a signing thing. We had a signing thing with, with we still could have players come and do autographs and things. Yeah. And he did, we did it at the Boys and Girls Club for the kids. We had to do it there. And he literally stayed for an hour after his signing and shot hoops and played with the kids. Like, just didn't have to. He's a person that to. gets it. He doesn't yeah. want it to. He's a normal person. He wanted person, to be right? that guy. Yeah. And He's Ru- a good guy. And Rudy was like that, too. Rudy's that way. Rudy was that, too. Like, we had a signing here with Rudy at the dealership once, and Rudy stayed uh, over probably an hour after was shooting hoops on the front on black. He was draining threes like crazy, which was amazing <laughs> to see. But <laughs> this was like four or five years ago. Yeah. But, I mean, I just missed the heart and soul of that team. That was a team that... You never worried about them playing hard for four quarters. So let me ask you this then, because what happened when they brought in Bogdanovich is they brought in more talent offensively. They sacrificed a little defensively. And I think they banked on, and this is just going to be honest and frank from Austin, I think they banked on Donovan being a little more mature and being a better leader than he has proven to be. I think that's Donovan's biggest fault is his leadership and his defense. But we'll go beyond, beyond the defense. You but can defense, be a terrible yeah. defender he, and a all great they, leader. All they need him to be is an average defender. Yeah. They don't need him to be an all-star defender. They need him just to keep guys in front of him. Yeah. And he's not doing that right now because he's not leading. And he's not – I mean, you, we sat there watching him for that first quarter, Josh and I, we were at the game last night. And that first half of that basketball game, Donovan was 100% disengaged in that game. He was not into that game at all. He wasn't talking to his teammates. He wasn't engaged. He wasn't – barking out orders, he wasn't driving, he was just passing the ball to guys and let them watch the game. And then the third quarter, he comes out dominant style and gets engaged, but it's too late. Yeah, You can't get down 17 points in a playoff game and expect to come back that often. They got back to one, they fought their butts off. If they played in the second half, that whole game, like they played in the second half the entire game, they would have blown that game out. Yeah. There's some, there's some real issues that need to change either on the roster or within the roster, and I think it starts with leadership, and I think it starts with Donovan, an incredible talent, a wonderful player, a good person, but I think he needs to have a long sit-down with himself and fix some of the personality issues that if he's going to... He has to be the leader on this team, and he can't right now because of some of his ego that's in the way. That's Austin's opinion. In this team, with the way it's built, he probably has to be, but... Rudy can be that leader. He can't as long as Donovan's here, though. 
I think Rudy has the personality and the ability to be that guy, but I don't think he can with Donovan here. And so it's Donovan's team until Donovan's gone. Yeah. And I don't know how well that works. We're going to find out. But I, I got my one last slide for the Jazz before we okay. go. What else you got up there? Got to believe. <laughs> you got to believe. Ted Lasso style. Okay. It's not over yet. Yeah. You're not a Lasso guy. See, I can't even work this with you. I've seen the clips. You got to believe. I'm just going to slap the board. <laughs> you got to hey, believe. That's a brand new TV there. With a big old handprint so, on there. All right. So that's so, up for the Jazz. We've got. Believe. we got Speaking Saturday. Of believe. Big game four on Saturday. Okay. Huge game four. Jazz are favored to win. If they can win it, if they can win it in dramatic style, this is a whole new series. By the way, we if they just sneak by it with a win, yeah, I don't know if they what happens in Dallas. But if they can go, they can turn this trust thing with a good big win on Saturday. We gave away tickets to Game Three. Stay tuned to our social medias at MM Subaru. Might have an opportunity for some more tickets coming down the pipe. We'll, we'll see. see. All right, so let's talk one more sports topic before we get on. Your least favorite college football team in the hey. state, according to the hat you're wearing today, the University of Utah. <laughs> the ESPN <laughs> way too early 2022 <laughs> college football <laughs> projections. The top 25, they go Alabama 1, Yep. Ohio State 2, Yep. Georgia three. No doubts on any one of those three teams. Who's number four? The University of Utah comes in at number four on ESPN's way too early college football top twenty-five. It's bold. I mean, the Utes are going to be very good next year. I I think they come out of Pac-12 media day as the favorites for the Pac-12 until someone beats them. They got their starting quarterback coming back, starting running back coming back, got receivers, good defense coming back. They're going to be a great football team. They probably win ten games this year. Do they win the Rose Bowl this year? I think they're the favorite. Or are they in the playoff? Is the Rose Bowl I mean, part of the playoff this year? I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe they get yeah. to, I mean, they're going to be. They have a huge game to start. What's Florida in the top? In the in the. Uh, I I saw they're top twenty. Eight, I think. Hey, yeah. yeah. So you got a top ten game to start the season in Florida. Yeah, USC with their, with their linebacker who transferred to us. Yep. Going to probably starting for us. What is, oh, I can't. I USC don't was his twelve. Name, USC at 12. That's a bold call for a team that went 4-8 and eight last year. And it kind of cheapens Utah at 4, to be honest. If the voters think that much of USC, can oh, yeah. we trust what they think of anyone else? All but. I know is that my two teams are 12-4. and four. <laughs> <laughs> Well, where's your other? Where's BYU? BYU's got to be 50th or 60th. They were 19th. Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yep. So your, your guys, BYU, 19th. I hate you so much. <laughs> I really do hate you so, so much. So there's some good news for uh, the college football fans in this state. That would be amazing if the Utes are in the playoff. Uh, that would be so fun. It's going to be a fun college football year. It will be. The state's got some good teams. Utah State's got money going on itself to make the, f- the yeah, playoff. Yeah, I think there's like seven grand out there for them to win the national title. We'll pay like $8 million or something. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, I will eat that BYU hat. What do you think Utah's? Uh, in Vegas? What do you think Utah is to win the national title? Uh, let's say... Let's see if I can... Plus 500. Quick. College football futures. Utah is... Does Vegas agree with ESPN's too early... Plus 6,700. 6,700. I was, I was off by 6,100. So, yeah. USC is plus 3,300. What's Utah State? I was off by Utah 6, State is plus 20,000. <laughs> Woof! And BYU, my other my other favorite team apparently. Twelve thousand. Twenty thousand. Wait, what's Utah State? Twenty the same. The same? As BYU? Utah That's State. That's their independent problem right there. 
That Utah sucks. State and BYU are the same odds to win the national title right now. And there's money on Utah State, not on BYU. I bet there's some idiot. No, maybe no BYU fans don't bet, Jeff. You know that yeah, as well as anybody. They also don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. That is it for sports. Speaking of drink, hopefully you don't need more on Saturday as the, as the Jazz uh, continue that, that series. But I, I, just a real quick prediction, Jeff. I still... Do you think the Jazz win on Saturday? I still do. I think I'm dumb for thinking that, but I still do think the Jazz go back to Dallas 2-2. I think if the Jazz come out with a different philosophy... With, which what I'm hoping for, they come out the five wides, switch everything. When they go, when Gobert goes to the bench, they bring in Pascal, and Whiteside doesn't see the floor. Yeah, I think they win that game by double digits. We'll see. Saturday, what time is that game? Two thirty. Oh wow, two thirty. Day game. A day game worked well last week. See if it works again this and week. The other thing's interesting to see what Brunson is, because it's one thing to come back the same day on an injury like that to your lower back. It's a whole different thing forty-eight hours later. Will do. Will Doncic play? And maybe Royce gets suspended for us. <laughs> for us. <laughs> All right, coming up next in Wheels, tell you about the BRZ and WRX, how much fun I had with those cars earlier this week out in Tooele, and a, another gas station story we talked about last yeah. week with the diesel mix-up. We got another good one. We'll talk about it next on Wheels in Sports Wheels and Reels. Stay tuned. My name is Sierra Hudson. I'm a wife, mom, business owner, and my Subaru is safety for my family. So my husband Colton and I have three beautiful little girls. We love adventures. There's just so much to do outside and we love being able to jump in our Subaru and just go. We've brought all three of our babies home from the hospital in our Subaru. So Subaru really is just a brand that's part of our family as well. My husband, he bought me, actually surprised me for Christmas in 2019 with uh, Subaru Ascent, and that was just the best Christmas present ever. So this past winter, it was January, we decided to take a spontaneous trip to St. George. My husband just, he hit a black ice or just snow, and we just started to slide. I was in the back seat, and I was just making sure, kind of bracing for my kids to be safe. And, and it was just one of those moments where you truly feel helpless. We hit into the cement barrier and then rotated and hit a FedEx freight truck. And after we hit that truck, we spun again. The airbags had gone off and like everything was fine at that point. Our Subaru, you know, put its life on the line for us. And I just thought that was, it's, a, it's I know it's a car, but it means so much more to us and our family, so. There's no other car I want to drive. Subaru is one of the safest brands, and you know, people can tell you that it has all the safety features, all the bells and whistles, but I've personally lived that. I mean, we went through such a horrific accident, and I can just attest that the Subaru truly is as safe as they say. The Ascent has Subaru EyeSight, and that is just an extra pair of eyes on the road, which I know I could use, and I'm sure you other moms could use as well. So when we were looking to get another Subaru, the only place that I could trust was Mark Miller Subaru. At Mark Miller Subaru, they have their Promise Price program, which is when you go in, the price you see is the price you pay. They're not haggling you. I mean, their salespeople aren't even paid on commission. So you just feel so comfortable when you walk in the doors. And as a woman, I feel so, I just feel like I'm not being, you know, talked down to. It's just such a great overall experience. 
As a mom with three busy kids, I don't have the time to drop them off places, so it's so nice that I can bring them here when I'm getting services done, looking for a new car. They have a cafeteria, they have a kids' play area, and it just makes the experience completely just relaxing, like it should be. I love Mark Miller Subaru and so many other people do too, but hey, don't take my word for it. Just Google them. I mean, you'll see how many positive reviews come up. Subaru is a brand you can trust and Mark Miller Subaru is the local Utah retailer that you will love. All right, Jeff Miller, time for wheels. Do I still have to wear this? You, uh, it's up to you. Yeah, well, I'll let it was you out a bat. It. It, the bat was for the whole show, so I'll You're keep You're a good man, it. Charlie Brown. Uh, I had the ex extinct, distinct pleasure of being uh, chosen to go to a training, a two-day training on Monday and Tuesday earlier this week with Subaru of America. There was classroom training the night before at Little America, and then on Tuesday... We went out to the Utah Motorsports Park and got behind the wheel of the t brand new BRZ and WRX. It's fun, right? So much fun. You got pictures, too. Uh, I took a couple of uh, some pictures. Now, when I was taking these pictures, Mike Aguilar has me very subconscious about my photography because he says I'm terrible at taking pictures. You said I'm terrible at your, taking your pictures. Your coloring's not great, but I mean... It was well, <laughs> terrible pictures, but I remember... I was just... Do you know what your problem is? I was like a kid in a candy store, and I was like, oh, I better take a couple pictures for the podcast, and then I forgot. The problem is you're not using an iPhone. That's not the problem. <laughs> that is absolutely your that problem. That is not the problem. The color correction on the iPhone would have made this picture so much better. Maybe. <laughs> but it, you get the idea. That is a red, pure red. Orange. Or orange. Uh, that's <laughs> I was going to say, orange. yeah, your color really is bad on that phone. You can get it in red. <laughs> that's the WRX. There's the BRZ. I'll tell you, Jeff Miller, I went into this thinking I was going to be okay with the BRZ. That's how I've always been with the BRZ. It's cool. It's just lacked some of the oomph that it needs. Yeah. And I was going to be in love with the WRX. Oh, that BRZ is so much fun. I drove they When they first came it. out of that BRZ, the first, and this is the old model of it, yeah. I had one, and it was so much fun to drive. And it's all and about who's driving it. Yeah. But especially this new one, mm -hmm. they've gotten rid of a ton of weight that was not needed. They've upped the horses. They've made it even lower to the ground. It's lower, and the center crazy. of gravity then, therefore, is better. And it flies. It, it, I, thought, I felt like I was in the Millennium Falcon being flown around the good, galaxy. There's a good one. There's, now, there's me right before my hot lap. He looks very nervous. Uh, I was a little nervous. <laughs> he looks a little nervous. So what I did, there were four <laughs> driving events. And I was one of three people who chose to let the professionals drive yeah, the, me around. Yeah, here's the track. This was our agility track, back-to-back. -back. The blue was for the BRZ, and the, the red was for the WRX. And I chose to let the professionals drive me around so That's that I could feel... That's a good choice. That's a good decision. Well, everyone there was kind of mocking me. And it wasn't... Look, they were manual transmissions, and I'm not the most versed in manual transmission, but I could have... I would have been yeah. fine. Um, but I wanted to see what the cars were meant to do. It was phenomenal. Uh, if you ever get an opportunity to go out to a track day with someone who owns a BRZ or a WRX, do it. It's because so it fun. is so much fun. Uh, and then I did want to show you the tail lights on the WRX. Look how cool those are. They are made to look like magma, like vol volcanic 
flowing uh, hot magma. And I think it's they nailed pictures. it. Yeah, it looks so cool. I would buy that car just for the taillights. It's a great looking taillight. So it was a it's lot kind of fun. It's one of those like little just distinct features that you can't see until you really get kind of close to it. But yeah. it's a really cool feature on that car. And they're about to release the 23 BRZ, uh, the WAX. So come down when we have these vehicles, test drive them. Well, come talk to me about I'm now really passionate about these. Uh, Mark was there. Uh, Steve Page on the sales floor was there as well. Come talk to us. Give the info that you want. The WRX STI is going away, but that's because the WRX is taking care of business. That's pretty cool. I'm getting my. I'm actually trading my legacy in about two weeks on a brand new GT WRX. Oh my gosh! I'm very excited. Turbo engine in that thing too. That's awesome. Uh, automatic, because I'm way too old to drive stick shifts. And well, the automatic now just stuff. makes things so easy. Yeah, right. Exactly. And fun. You can so. adjust the dampers on it and stuff like that. Yep. It's going to be cool. Oh, the the airflow design of the BRZ and the WRX. Everything on these cars, Jeff, had a purpose to it. Yeah, for it's sure. It's pretty cool. They're very well engineered. All right, uh, so gas that story. was that. Gas story? Gas Every, story. gas story. Let's talk about, and I forget where this was. Last week we talked about a gas station in Indiana that the delivery guy dropped diesel in the premium uh, tank and ruined a bunch of customers' cars. This week... <laughs> this is a shell station. Uh, this, this poor owner told uh, the, this news station that they were in tears... Because for two and a half hours, you can see they were only charging 44 cents <laughs> per gallon for two and a half hours until this good Samaritan, uh, depending on who you ask, I guess, went in and said, <laughs> I just filled up my whole truck for five bucks. Or was it? Uh, yeah, yeah 12, 12 and a half gallons, gallons for $5.64. Something's wrong. And they it, they think they lost out on $6,000 an you, hour. And you, I mean, mostly these so gas stations are small business owners yeah. that own these things. And yep. like, it's not like it's the gas; it's the oil company. It was the oil company. It's not it's Shell. Like, yeah, I don't care about the oil company, but like a small business owner losing six grand—that's tough. That's yeah. a tough day. So, I, I, just a PSA: we're all hurting at the pump a little right now, but you don't have to. Yeah, if you see gas at forty-four cents, go, tell, right go tell the owner. Yeah, Come on. and maybe they'll give you a free cookie or a drink or something. Unless you're at Costco, then you're. Let it go. They can afford it. Oh, yeah. The Costco or Sam's. Let the Waltons <laughs> deal with that. No, Kirkland. go yeah. tell them. Do the right thing. All right. And then I did want to mention Earth Day. Okay. We got some events coming up uh, for Earth Day this Saturday. Uh, I'm looking over it uh, for, for some details here. <clears throat> we got cleanup events going on. Uh, in fact, I should just pull up the, the details here in my email. Joseph asked for shovels. And rakes and stuff, and I had them laid out in my garage to bring with me, and then I, I forgot them. So <laughs> sorry to, to Joseph Dane uh, on that. But you can come join us. Help us clean up. Subaru loves the earth. Uh, I'm going to need to look this up here. Ashley, give me just a second. Earth Day cleanup. There we go. It's going to be a little chilly tomorrow morning, a little bit of rain, but we'll be out there cleaning up. Earth Day uh, approaching, we have Earth Day uh, uh, cleanup event. It's going to be Saturday. Meet at Southtown at 8.30 a.m. We're going to go up to Dimpledell Regional Park. Uh, it's just down the street from our Southtown lot. Uh, and we're just going to help clean up Dimpledell. Dimpledell had a fire a few weeks back, so they really need our help. So if you're looking for an event for you and your kids, your, your coworkers, your office, come join us Saturday at Dimpledell around noon. Yep. Or around 9 a.m. Uh, what are we thinking? 9 a.m. to start the cleanup? Finish probably around noon. 8.45. So, okay. 
So we're leaving Southtown around nine, eight forty-five, and perfect. Three short, hours. three short hours. Make it. Make you can give three hours to the earth. Yeah, I think it's nice. Do you know what I read the other day that there's like twenty-five thousand trees torn down every month for toilet paper? Wow. Can you believe that? That's ridiculous. It's a lot of toilet paper. Get a bidet, everybody. That's my PSA. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we'll uh, wrap things up with reels. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. He's amazing. Doing amazing things and confirming amazing Which urban Which is Nick hilarious because for years we've talked about how much you don't like Nick Cage. So what? No. About how bad his movies are. But I've loved, they are bad movies, but I love, love them. them. Okay. I love so we'll, them, but they're we'll, bad. We'll get him to it. We love to hate Nick Cage. Next on Sports Wheels and Reels. You can be well-dressed. You can be well-mannered. Oh, no, no. After you. All right. All right. You can be well-groomed. You can be well-accomplished or even well-spoken. What can I get started for you? But there's just something about being well-adventured. Uh, coffee? Adventure has a new look. Discover more in the all-new Subaru Forester Wilderness. Love. It's what makes Subaru, Subaru. up episode 12 with reels jeff miller uh nick cage i love nick cage why do you love nick cage because his movies are amazing they're not face off that it's like it's one of the greatest movies in history amazingly bad <laughs> but amazing wrong national treasure hokey corny terrible i love them. honeymoon in vegas con air awful con movie air, that i love with the mullet uh it could happen to you yeah. Remember that back in the day? Oh, that's a great movie. Uh, really? Has he ever made a bad movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're incorrect, All of the sir. other ones. Well, Raising Arizona is a great movie. We didn't mention Leaving that. Las Vegas? Leaving Las Vegas. He never, he, in fact, uh, he never did leave Las Vegas. He after didn't. He, he, yeah, that's part of the next part. So uh, he's His got this movie. movie coming out called... Where he's uh, playing himself. He is he's playing a version of himself, the unbearable weight of massive talent, with Pedro Pascal, who you know as the Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, this movie is a parody of sorts of Nicolas Cage, the persona that he is in Hollywood. Yeah. And by the all accounts... The legends of him. Larry Tassoni at Megaplex, in his take on this movie, said, holy bleep, this is the best surprise movie of the year. I think it looks amazing. And that Nicolas Cage nails it. And he thinks Nick Cage should be nominated for, for best, best actor. Actor for this? For this For playing movie. himself? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, How do you get best actor for playing yourself? Only Nick Cage <laughs> Only can Nick Cage could get best actor <laughs> for playing himself. Like his first... Has he ever won? I don't think... Oh, yeah, he has. Yes. Yeah, He's won an Academy. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, he was on Kimmel a couple nights ago. Uh, promoting this Did movie. Did you see the suit? Was that vinyl? It was not vinyl. It he looked said it, what it was made of. I can't remember. It was like polyurethane or something. Yeah, it looked like so. a vinyl suit. But he, this was the greatest interview in talk show history. It was It amazing. was phenomenal. 
Jimmy Kimmel just sat him down and said, you know what? You're here. You haven't been on a talk show in 15 years. Let's go over some of the Nick Cage myths that are out there. Oh, my gosh, right. And you can confirm or deny them. Oh, they're incredible. They were all confirmed. Yeah. There were some details, like he, he turned $200 into 20000 at a roulette And then walked over to an orphanage in the Bahamas and just handed him $20,000 in cash and never gambled again. <laughs> That's literally his last time. 20 years ago, his last time playing roulette yeah. and took $20,000 in cash, handed it to an orphanage, and then never went back to a table again. And he's a resident of Vegas. Yeah. He's, he, he, all the weird animals that he has purchased. The double-headed snake you're talking about buying snake. for like $80,000. And the reason he was the reason he bought it was he had a dream about a double-headed eagle the night before. He's a weird person. He did win but Best a beautiful Actor, by person. the way. Yeah, for 1996 one. for Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. He should have. And he, he, won, uh, if he won that. He won Screen Actors Guild Award for that and the Golden Globe for that. Uh, he's a he's an odd person, and he won award for the MTV Movie Award for Best Duo for the greatest movie of Face all off. time, Face Off. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and do you know a movie I watched the other day of his too? The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. It's a great movie. It's Sean a Connery's terrible a movie. movie. No, it's not. But it's, it's great. Incredible. So this movie is in theaters now. The uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. I'm very excited to see it. But, so if, you, see but it. if you haven't seen it, you need to go to YouTube. And watch the Kimlin read. It's the first time he'd been on a talk show in 14 years. So, so, <laughs> so it was great. And he made up for all 14 years of yeah, he missed. Did. And, and it, they did like two. It was like a 14-minute interview. Yep. And he just kept him on because it was so amazing. And and you can see that Nick Cage embraces the Nick Cage. Oh yeah, he is he all he about is. Nick yeah. Cage. That's why he made a movie about him being <laughs> Nick Cage. Oh, uh, I love, I love, I love the. Oh, guy. it's amazing. All right, and then also uh, we saw a new trailer, the second trailer, this one a full-length trailer, for Lightyear, the Disney Pixar spinoff. Yep. What this is, is if you remember the original Toy Story. It's a prequel. He, Andy, has a poster on his wall of a movie yep. about Buzz Lightyear, yep. and that's where the toy comes from. Yep. This is that movie. movie. Yeah. So it has nothing really to do with Toy Story. But it's a movie. Buzz Lightyear, the character in Toy Story, no. And we've got a, we've got a, tra we've got a trailer for it. We're right? going to play the actual yep. trailer? Play the trailer oh, right now. Roll it. A year of work for a four-minute flight. Isn't that something? <laughs> We're all ready if you are, sir. Well, let's go find out if this... <laughs> yeah, we got a breach in the perimeter. <laughs> Thank you. Buzz Lightyear mission log. After a full year of being marooned on this planet, our first test flight is a go. Let's get everyone home. Good luck, Captain. We're counting on you. Roger that. There's a Socks, your personal companion robot. We'd like to come and We're being pursued by a just a massive robot. That was utterly terrifying, and I regret having joined you. Buzz. Let all the children do 
I can provide sleep sounds if you like. I have several options. Summer night, ocean paradise, whale calls. No, no. White noise is fine. Very well. Good night, Socks. Good night, Buzz. Thank you, Ashley. There you go. The trailer for Lightyear. Jeff, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's a Pixar movie. They're all, they're all somewhat good. Yeah. There's never been a bad one. And this... Has this, there? Oh, yeah. There have. Like a really bad one. Like, they're all no, watchable. They're all fine. They're all watchable. And they're, yeah, the they're, mostly, they're mostly A's. Do you know what the, my most disappointing thing about it is, though? What? That Tim Allen's not Buzz Lightyear. See, I'm okay with that. You're okay with Chris... It's Chris Evans, right? Oh, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Because this is not Buzz Lightyear the toy. This is the movie Buzz Lightyear. Okay. Tim Allen... Buzz Lightyear was a character on Toy Story. You're getting way too deep in this. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a mind bend. That, that it is. But if we could Buzz all Lightyear just... Buzz Lightyear is Tim Allen. If, uh, it doesn't matter if it's in the movie or he's the toy. It's Tim Allen. No, because you, what you learned about from the Toy Story 4 of them is that those toys are individual personalities. You don't think they went for Tim Allen first and they didn't get him? And so they got yeah, they Allen. absolutely did. They absolutely did. In Toy Story 2, <laughs> there were two Buzzes and they yeah. were both voiced. Right? Yeah. You're Buzz right. Lightyear's uh, Tim Allen. So... Uh, I, I, I I'll give this him. a I'll give this a chance. He's too busy and his huge He's schedule. Probably over it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he and Tom Hanks both swore off ever doing those characters season. again. So we'll see. Yeah. If unless either of them get into Nick Cage straits and need some cash. We should have yeah. Nick Cage's Buzz Lightyear. Oh, that would be that would terrific. be amazing. So there you go. Let us know what you think <laughs> of Lightyear and this whole idea, and if you'll be going to see it. Jeff, that is episode 12. Good episode. You wore the hat the whole episode. I'm taking it Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's out of here. He was fully invested in 40 minutes or so. It's done. It's over. Threw it across the room. (laughs) Until I lose the bet again and have to do it in about two weeks again. Let us know what hat he should wear next week. Because I had way too much confidence in the Nuggets. Yeah, you did. Way too much confidence. Remember when I said I could see it being a sweep? Oh, my gosh. They, they made a good run last night on him, but, ugh. Jokic has been ejected twice. It's because the refs have been horrible. They far. have not. They absolutely have. the Warriors are that good. And the Nuggets are that Draymond bad. Draymond Green does these little jabs at him every play, <laughs> and the refs don't call it when he's giving him kidney punches <laughs> on every post Oh, my gosh. We didn't even talk about what a joke it is that Marcus Smart won defensive player oh of the year. Yeah, the biggest joke, Locke has put it better than anyone. The bigger joke about that is that 40% of the voters stupid. did not even pick the Rudy, Rudy top three. That's so stupid. Like, that's insane. Like, I get it. Maybe you want to give someone else another thing. But to not pick him top three is – and this Dallas series is the best episode ever. That's just that, – that proves that they should not be voting. No. That's not they how should it should pull these done. guys out. The yeah. cool thing is that once all the votes come out – you're going to get to see the actual people. Yep. Who did they, what? They yeah. actually, that's a nice thing. The NBA has actually gone a long way in transparency on that, and they actually will show the votes. All right. Well, Jazz, Mavs, game four tomorrow. We, both think, we both think the Jazz are going to win? Uh, we hope they will. I think they will. I wouldn't bet on they win. I yeah. would bet against you betting that they would win, so yeah. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> For Ashley Bells, Josh Goldsmith, Joseph Dane, Mike Aguilar, everyone behind the scenes, he's Jeff Miller. I'm Austin Hort. We'll be back with Lucky Episode 13. Until then, Utah by five. Trust me.